All right, we are rolling now. Counting us down. Three, two. You're listening to Missing Out with Lex Michael and Tari J. Let's start the show. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Missing Out. I'm Tari J. I'm Lex Michael. And we are joined by return guest, Caprice. That's it. That's your name. <laughs> sure. Yep. Yep. Castano. Castano. Yay. Um, I couldn't stop. Before we started rolling, she gave me an, uh, another name as a, as a lark, and my mouth couldn't not say that name. Um, so I, as I was saying her name, I just kept going, Capiche, Capiche, Capiche. Um, and I took everything inside of me not to yell that. So get ready for an hour of this shit, folks. Hell yeah. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we also we also established that every time a guest comes in, I could swoop in and save the day as far as you having to worry about the pronunciation of names. That's true. And as we established, it is not so much that I actively choose not to help you. It's more that I don't actively choose to help you. Mm. Ah, well... Um, next time I'm just gonna or moving forward I'm just gonna be like and today we're joined by and I'm just gonna point at you and be dead silent until you say something I'm just gonna pick a random celebrity name oh cool like you point at me I'm like Michael Douglas ooh and so whoever's guesting better have some good fucking Michael Douglas stories or no just you have to impersonate that person the entire time what is your do you have a Michael Douglas no no uh, that's a, wait gotta Scott. take your voice yeah Scott that's it that's all i can say is michael douglas is that is that the... it's from ant-man <laughs> ants wait yeah. there's a... i don't trust my daughter <laughs> the movie where he plays liberace he's all he's dating a guy named scott which oh. is funny that's why i thought because he does a lot of scat mm. you know and I that wonder, too i wonder if that informed his uh pym character where he's like you know what I'm going to do a real like deep cut. And every time I say Scott, uh, someone's heart is going to flutter a little bit. And he's going to scat. Oh, oh, geez. This is good. Good so, start. Thanks. Uh, Caprice. <laughs> my head hurts. Um, <laughs> Caprice. Uh, uh, what did you bring in for us today? All right. We got two hot gaunt dudes. Eating people for superpowers. Nice. Okay. Ooh, I would that's watch a good that. pitch. I would definitely watch that. Real concise. So, that, so what, what, are you, what are you talking about? What are you pitching? Ravenous. Ravenous. Yes. yes. So today we're talking about Ravenous, the 1999 film uh, starring a lot of people. Guy Pierce, uh, Robert Kylile, Carlisle, Dicker, Carlisle, Jeffrey Jones. It's definitely just Carlisle. That's what I said. <laughs> what did you guys hear? <laughs> some, some that was definitely a hyphen. In. Like mid-stroke something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, he, I like the fact that this is your second time bringing a movie with Jeffrey Jones in it. I was thinking about that. Yeah. Um, I, I hope that the next time you come, it's, you just do his whole catalog of, of content. T today, um, I'd like to talk about all three seasons of Deadwood. He's, he's not in every episode, all three seasons. <laughs> uh, for the ones he's not in, you talk about what his character would have done and yeah. how he would have solved the problem. I feel like his character in this episode really is defined by his absence. Yeah. 
Really is. Look at how everybody reacts to the void he leaves. That's what's informing Timothy Oliphant in this scene, Ian McShane in this scene. All three seasons. I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah. it's really good. I need to watch it. And they got a, they're doing the movie finally. It's going to okay. be in spring sometime. All right. I'll get on that. I'm excited. I'll be back. Ooh. So much hype. But right now, guys, we're talking about Ravenous, the mm-hmm. 1999 film directed by Antonia Bird, the second director for this film. The first one got fired after two weeks. Is that why the tone is batshit crazy? Yeah. It's weird. Um, there were moments where I was like, oh, is it's resolved. And then it like does something else. And I'm like, oh. And then something else happens. And I'm like, okay, there's still an hour left in this movie. <laughs> um, a lot happens. Um, I mean, broad strokes is there's this disgraced guy and he, and he goes to live in this fort. It's during the Mexican-American War. And then, like, stuff happens. He, a guy eats a guy and, and uh, then more people eat a guy. Right, like touchstones for the story are, are things like the Donner Party incident, right? Alfred Packer, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So that that vein, right? Like can- Cannibal the Musical, but less songs. But good music. I love the music. It's so weird. The yes. Score. There was a moment. Um, I think it was it was either while everyone was uh, traveling around, or it was no, it was while um, uh, the uh, the Robert Carlyle character was chasing people around. Um, yeah. It was very like jaunty, uh, and I don't know why. It's when he, he's he's chasing Jeremy, Dave was it Davis? Dave, yeah, D- Jeremy Davis. When he's chasing Jeremy Davis around to eat, do something. Can I talk? No. Yeah. I'll, All right, I'll, we're gonna jump. We'll just drop the spoiler wall. If you haven't, if you haven't seen this glorious movie, it's on Amazon. What's happening to you? So real quick before we get too far into this conversation. Right up top, right, You, when I asked you what you wanted to talk about when you came back, you said ravenous, but also because you specifically wanted to talk about cannibalism. So really quick, before we move on too far, uh, a couple of things. But first, real, real quick, pitch cannibalism to us. Like, not not as far as this is a practice I think you guys should engage in, but why that? Like, why is that something that fascinated you enough that you were like, yes, boom, that's exactly what I want to talk about? Well, I have some pamphlets as to why it's a positive thing. (laughs) Specifically with this movie, I like the kind of mystical cannibalism idea where it's almost vampiric and weird. And I don't know. I mean, I haven't been eating human lately, but it's just an interesting kind of version of cannibalism where, you know, I remember The Walking Dead does it, right? They do cannibalism at some point. I think so. Probably, yeah. And it's just like, man, we're just eating people now, and it's weird. But when this, though, it's like you you can heal immediately. Right. If you eat people, you, like, gain their power and their soul. It's just very strange. I just yeah. want to talk about it. <laughs> it's based off of an old Native American uh, folklore, right? Like, an, mm-hmm. like there's an actual creature that they believed in called the, the Wendigo um, that would essentially feast on human flesh and, and gain its powers and abilities. Not that humans have powers and abilities because we ain't shit, but um, it, it would essentially gain their strength and, and have extra abilities from consuming humans. But now it, it like removes the idea of it being a beast and is more like if you as a human eat another person, like you become part of that. Like when I guess I think it was I can't remember if it was the, the Mayans or Aztecs who would, were like, you, you defeat someone in, in war, you eat their heart and you mm-hmm. get their heart. Um. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
<laughs> All right, fun stuff. So the next thing that I want to hit is, um, so you said you wanted to talk about Ravenous and you wanted to talk about cannibalism. I discovered after doing almost no research whatsoever that there are a couple of movies called Ravenous that are about people who eat other people. Yeah. So that's super fun. The other thing that's super fun is that Tari watched one and I watched a different one. No. So, but hang on, right? I'm a little bit excited because now this is a missing out first where yeah. now I can be guided up a mountain by two people wiser than I am, more knowing, more worldly and experienced. Uh, but also I could talk to you guys about this other thing because this other thing is bonkers. Wow. Interesting. This is going to be so weird. Yeah. So, so weird. your, I, I guess we should front load whatever, what yours is about. It's, it's, it's the 2007 version, right? 2017. It's, uh, yes. That's it's on, is. it's on Netflix. It's not the same story. It's more of a zombie thing. It's a French Canadian zombie ish movie, um, where they're not dead. It's, you know, uh, you see like a, a virus, some kind of rage virus subbed in for being dead in zombie stories all the time. That's sort of your baseline opens immediately with people just being eaten and torn to shit. Um, but as you progress through the movie and you, you know, you travel with these characters who are trying to survive like one does in that scenario, you see these little hints, this, uh, uh, these tastes of a wider mythology that hint at some sort of zombie religion where they're stacking, like they constantly walk by these, uh, giant, um, like giant towers of stacked chairs and whatnot, like these big idol type structures that the the folks with this virus have been assembling for reasons unknown. And then you got at least one dude who makes this, he's uh, infected with this virus, makes this giant shrieking noise at the sky like a pterodactyl or, or like one of the, the people in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm -hmm. This thing's wild, man. There's like blood going every which way. Got people get, yes, people getting eaten, people taking big old bites out of each other, uh, like geysers of blood and shit flying at the sky is pretty gnarly. Interesting. And it's in French, so it's soups classy. Ooh. How do you say zombie in French? Uh, I don't know. Le zombie. They don't, they don't zombie. actually, they're not, uh, but it's, it's a story where it's basically a zombie type thing, but they're not zombies. They're, right. They've got this thing and it just got works it. the same as zombie shit. Virel. But, blowing my mind. A lot of people get eaten between these two movies. Well, at a certain point, I looked at the, the fact that there was more than one and I had a conscious moment of, do I confirm which ravenous you were talking about or do I roll the dice? And I rolled the dice. And I'm kind of glad I did because if I hadn't, I wouldn't have seen this thing with the stacked chairs and the screeching infected guy. Um, can I say, this is a side note. Every time you talk about these like stacked chairs, in my mind, it's, it's not a thing that's happening in the foreground of the movie, but as they're passing them up, I see Eddie Redmayne singing Empty Chairs. Uh, from Les Mis, just like in the background, swinging on the piles of chairs, being like, empty chairs and empty tables where my friends once left. It's just kind of echoey in the background, <laughs> yeah. like, just under dialogue. Right. You're just like, it's it, no one pays attention. It's like how uh, zombies are treated in the, the Walking Dead, in that, like, they're just wandering. They're not, like, important uh, unless they need to be, but he's so, he's like... No one ever acknowledges it. It's just a thing that's happening. Um, <laughs> what? 
That's, I was I was waiting to see where it was going, and then I realized that, that we're, was, we're here. We arrived. Yes, it was a side note. We're on the we, that was we're all we were on the side. Now we're pulling it to traffic. Um, so, so okay, so, so your your movie is more more zombie like. It's it's in French. It has more of a like twenty day twenty eight days later feel to it. Closer to that than like a colonial. We're stuck in the woods type deal. Got it. Um, okay. But so, so that, oh, oh, so this creates a a scenario that I'm actually quite looking forward to where, wherein now that we're dropping the spoiler wall, y'all can just walk me through this movie that I have not seen and answer any questions I may have thereof. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, first I would like to start off with the most wacky, uh, credit sequence with, text flying in and out did you notice that that was absurd yes and i didn't notice this okay i do have a story Can I, should i tell the story of how this movie came to yes exist please. it's actually really hilarious yeah. so i heard about this movie probably around maybe a year or two after it came out from someone i worked with at a salon and i'm talking like newport beach like bitchy women in their 40s don't know anything other than their escalades and their kids and that's it and there was just one day we were talking about movies we like. And she's like, total vocal fry. Like, oh, my God. Like, Ravenous is like such a good movie. And I was like, I vaguely know that's about cannibalism. Why the fuck is that your favorite movie? Like, it was so strange to me. And then I kind of just put it out of my head for years. And then yeah. I watched it recently. Well, actually, like, right when you when, when Lex hit me up to do the podcast. And I was like, this movie's crazy. But then rewatching it today... I was like, okay, I was focusing on a lot of other things because there's so many twists and weird things that happen in it. Yeah. Then when I watched it, knowing what was going to happen, I'm like, this movie is so fucking weird and crazy. (laughs) And I don't even know, like, I like it, but I'm like, what the, like, the fact that there's two directors involved makes sense because the tone of it shifts all over the place. I think the two main actors are supposed to be into each other too, kind of. I mean... They, they do. They like, die in each other's eyes. Yeah, the, that's that's how it feels. Um, but it also, there's a there's a line in there um, where Jeffrey Jones is like, "Being a cannibal is a lonely life." Uh, so it also is this feeling that they're the only ones who will understand each other. True. Um, but I also would I ship it. I ship it real hard. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, bro. All right, so I have let, a question. let us give you context. I have my first. Um, my first question is: Explain, if you can, the two directors thing. Um, I don't remember why the first director was fired, um, but they Started were people. Yeah, uh, they were like, I, I have to know. I'm, I'm, I'm method like this. Me and Daniel Day Lewis. Um, but no, the the first director was fired after two weeks, and then Robert Carlyle. Uh, essentially, it was like, hey, I worked with uh, with Bird on a, a couple other movies, had a really good experience, bring her in, and I think it'll turn out well. Um, and that's how we ended up with the director that we have. Um, and that's as far as the information I have on it goes, like I wasn't there. But um, yeah, so I wasn't. I would have liked to be, though. You So you're on one set. You're in Canada. You're, oh, yeah. No, France or... Well, uh, no, yeah, you're France. Okay, okay. And you were wherever that was filmed in. Yeah. Okay, um, great. That Nevada. Might have been, might have it was been in Canada. Nevada. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> the movie takes place in... All right, we got to give you so much context. <laughs> I know, I'm um, so looking forward to this. This is great. All right. Um, it's like I'm listening to a podcast. Right. Now. 
Um, so we're gonna do this. Um, we're gonna do this. Uh, best friend style. I'm gonna start saying stuff, and then whenever you have something, jump in, um, and we're just gonna do it that way. My best friend. Oh my gosh, this oh my is God. my best friend. <laughs> this is Caprice. All right, me and Caprice just watched this movie. It's called Ravenous, right? And so this guy, played by Guy Pierce, he's so hot. So actually, hot. he's like really hot in it. He is. Everyone's super young. They're like the youngest I've ever seen these actors, and they're all super hot. Like I, I wouldn't expect. Uh, from what I had seen Guy Pierce in, which is mostly old man makeup and uh, as a dragon type person, um, <laughs> I I don't think that I expected him to be like handsome leading man uh, Guy Pierce, but that's what he was in this one. Um, You'd never seen that? No, I had never Wait, seen. Did it. you say a dragon? Yeah, in um, Iron Man three. Oh, he, uh, where he's he, like where he's glowing from the inside and he rips off his shirt and it's like look at my oh. dragon. Yeah, that's my guy Pierce. Because right. I thought you said in drag, because he's in drag in a very early Australian movie. Oh, really? Called Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. So I was like, in wait, did you say dragon or drag? Dragon. <laughs> but I love that you keep pulling out these like super deep cuts where I'm like, oh, me and my broke commercial shit, and you're like, oh, you mean uh, this very obscure movie that this person was in? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm an asshole. I know. <laughs> I wear round glasses and push them up all day long. Um, you know what? Um. Uh, so this, so Guy Pierce is disgraced because he, uh, sort of. So what happened was he was in the Mexican American War. Okay, and he was a coward. He like played dead while they were in a battle, and then he was piled on, like he was in a dead man pile. And then while he was there, the blood of his friends were just streaming down his throat and then he woke up and was like you know what i'm gonna take this place and so he goes in kills one dude and then uh the enemies the, the mexican enemies. no no no. my question my question is so he decided he was going to hide play dead out of pure cowardice so then what mm -hmm. what happens then that makes him go now oh. i'm going to kill them well now i have a theory when you said did he start well, he didn't eat humans at that point. I was but, thinking maybe the blood. Is that yeah. part? Is that supposed to be part? I didn't even think, think about so, that. Yeah. Oh, so he um, got the strength from the human blood, I guess, to get up and kill some people. Okay. Yeah. So the, like that was one of my favorite parts about this movie is how complete the mythology is, and they found a way to like tie in this main character in that like he made a point of specifically being like the blood was running down my throat, and like the first scene you see him in, he's sitting there and all of his friends are like gobbling meat and he uh he just can't do it because it reminds him of all of his, his dead friends um and so but that's not important yet um okay so it's it's foreshadowing of some kind it's like the yeah. first three minutes of the movie okay right. so a lot of a lot of bloody meat stuff happening already. oh yeah it like it starts with um, a bunch of just stuffy uh, war dudes just stuffing fucking meat in their throats. That's so gross. Um, too. Yeah, oh it's God. disgusting. Um, but he, it, since he did a, a good thing, but he did it also while being a coward, they were like, look, we hate you. Uh, we're going to send you to this small fort in Mexico. No, no, in, in Nevada. California, right? Yeah, in California. But I think like northern because it's yeah. snowing. Right, I think like, it's it's like LA. it's like the the re, the like the the Sierra Nevada mountains in California. So it's like closer to the California side of Reno, um, and so he gets sent there with a bunch of other people who are basically useless. 
Um, and he's he's pretty uh, what I would describe as like sh- what or I guess what old people would describe as shell shocked, but he's very much like PTSD. PTSD. Um, from drinking all of his friend's blood. Yeah. That would do it, I would think. I mean, yeah, that was a lot. A lot um, a lot of blood or a lot to process emotionally? Both. Both. Um, you know, it, I think at the point where you're piled up amongst your dead friends and their blood is running into your throat, I think there's a lot to just kind of like, you know, wrap through, your head I, around. I imagine, too, once you realize you're developing a taste for it, it would, it would sort of reframe your sense of self, right? Your personal identity and so on. Right. Like you can't not, you, you can no longer ever be someone who didn't eat someone else again. Yeah. It's very much the the theme of this is like, one, there's like, once you go human, there's no going back. There's no way to rhyme any of that. Yeah. yeah are you just trying to think of a rhyme I'm too? Really, I'm trying so hard. Just keep talking vamp for a while. I'll, um, I'll come back. Okay. Once you go man, no. Everything else is bland. Yeah. There we go. I love it. The meter's a little funky, but the, uh, the rhyme's on point. But like, once you put it together... Once you, you know, once you go, man. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> once you go, man. Okay. Um, Everything's so, bland. There we go. Yeah, there Sorry. Go. Was, I'm uh, getting, like talking about this movie is making me tired. <laughs> uh, no, because <laughs> no, Guy Pierce is like, he just seems so exhausted because it's like the whole time. It's like, he's just getting like really fucked up. Like yeah. everything bad happens to him. Um. Yeah. So, so he, he goes to kill goes, these people. No, no, he doesn't. He um he's he's at this this fort, and then Robert Carlyle's uh, character comes in, and he passes out, and they're like, "Yo, what happened?" And he's like, he tells this really sad story about how. But he's not part of their like group. He like stumbles onto the fort, and he's like, "Oh, yeah. I'm sick," and then they take care of him, and he yeah. So that was a really good Robert Carlyle. Oh, oh man, oh. really nailing that Scottish <laughs> accent. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he, uh, so he's, so, so he tells a sad story. Yes. Okay. I was going to ask. So like, what's his, what's his deal? Where did he come from? Why is he infirmed? Um, he was on a trip with this, like, uh, two families and a Colonel, uh, Colonel Ives, uh, and Colonel Ives was like, yo, I know this super special secret passageway let's go they get lost for about uh six they get lost for what i think like it's three four, three months right three months okay. i think um a long well, time um and so first they ate the oxen then they ate the horse and then they ate his baby dog and then their belts and then each other um and so they're like well yeah, so so there were two people left um ives and uh, Miss McCready, no, Miss McCready. Um, oh yeah, it is Miss McCready. Yeah, didn't even look at my notes. Bam. Um, oh no. So <laughs> <laughs> I dabbed for those at home, uh, and it was terrible. Uh, so yes, and so they go to rescue Mrs. McCready from uh, Colonel Ives, who has the hunger for blood. Okay. And uh, once they get to the cave, they realize that. All six people who were there are already dead. And so then at that point, Robert Carlyle's character starts, or he starts killing everyone. Uh, Everyone at the fort. Yeah. But they're at the cave at this point. So he basically led them into a trap. Got it. And then he, he like goes, his eyes in this movie are insane. I don't know if they like did something to them, but they're literally black. 
Yeah. It's really terrifying. And he's just like walking around with like blood in his mouth the whole time, just kind of like staring at everyone. And it's like actually really scary. Yeah. It's super unnerving. So is he sort of infected with with blood desire then? Sort of. So uh, he's a straight up cannibal. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 But but so the way you're making it sound so far, especially when you talk about the mythology and and comparing it to say vampirism, and what I'm gleaning so far about Guy Pierce's uh, trajectory, which begins with him ingesting the blood of his friends and then eventually developing a taste for humans, it feels a little bit like almost like it functions a little bit like an infection of sorts. Mm, sort of. So it's it's less of an infection and more of... Uh, it's kind of a superpower, yeah, honestly. it is kind of a superpower. It, it, I would say that like it's a superpower fueled by addiction, though. Like It's like if... Um, oh, it's like Crank. How um, he, he like is has all this power, um, but he has to like... Keep jolting keep his heart. Keep jolting his heart, right. So, but in this case, jolting your heart is eating the flesh of another man. Okay, so then my next question is, is this something that anybody could do? Like, if I existed in the ravenous universe and I yes. decided, you know what? I, I wake up one morning, I know, cannibalism, and I eat some folks. Do I get the superpowers? Yeah. Yes. What so, are the superpowers? So the background of this character, as you learn more about him, you learn that he's actually Colonel Ives. And he had heard, he had tuberculosis... Um, and some other disease and headache. Oh, and also depression. He had, uh, tuberculosis, depression and headaches. Um, Yeah, I've got at least two of those. Well, uh, tuberculosis. (laughs) (laughs) Give me severe headaches. Let me tell you. (laughs) Probably coughing, you know, you cough so much. It's true. Uh, he essentially heard about this from, uh, I guess a native American guide or shaman. And then he ate that dude and he was like, oh shit, it works. I can heal. I uh, I don't die immediately. I have superhuman strength. Um, and it and makes him happy. He literally says, like, I just was, I was happy all of a sudden. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like the cute, it's a cure-all. Like anything that it ails you, you're good as long as you're sl- slurping down some dude. Um, okay. You. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make you walk that back. I'm going to ask you to consider whether or not you should. No. I stick to it. <laughs> I double down. Yes, slurp it up. Um, just like the <laughs> stew that they made out of Dr. Knox. Um, so, um, essentially, after uh, Robert Carlyle or Ives. Um, so, basically, once Ives um, kills everyone except for Guy Pierce, who throws himself off of a, a cliff because he's scared. Um, and breaks a leg and hides away for he's a few such days. A wow! Fucking wimp in this movie. I yeah. love it so much that our main character just like he's just like a scared. He's just scared through yeah. the whole thing. Just like fuck it, fuck my leg. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, it it beats being eaten, I guess. Um, but ultimately, he also he dies next to um, uh, Neil McDonough. Neil McDonough. Oh, it's... Neil McDonough. Damien Dark. Yes. Um, he dies right next to him. That guy is an asshole. Uh, he plays this guy named Reich, and he is—he's uh, super ripped, never has a shirt on, um, and is really mean to everyone. Uh, classic Neil McDonough character. Doesn't fit in the time period oh, whatsoever. Not at all. But when he's dead with his eyes open and smiling, because he tries to strangle Guy Pierce yeah. for some—that part confused me that he was like trying to. I feel like he was trying to to strangle him because of his cowardice. I think that he was like, you son of a bitch. I probably could have been alive without you. Um, right. That makes sense. Because he knew he uh, must have known that he jumped and wasn't trying to go after 
eyes at that point. Yeah. I guess. But that's like a lot to think about when you're dying. Like, how dare you not like <laughs> this is I mean, it's the same character who is standing in a river just screaming. So like he's an intense dude. That's how he's introduced. Yeah. The first uh, the, he, like um uh <laughs> Hart, who is uh Jeffrey Jones's character. Hart's like, going through the the roster of people at the uh at the fort. And he's like, oh, you know, uh, David Arquette, he's just he's just a womanizing dumb guy. And um, the there's a, a preacher and there's Reich and he's shirtless waist up in a in a river and he's just screaming at the top of his lungs. Um, and I mean, it's a perfect introduction for each of those characters. Um, but that's the most memorable one, I'd say. Definitely. I agree with that. Uh, so go back for a second. Okay. Who dies next to Neil McDonough? Does Guy Pierce die next no. to Neil McDonough? Neil, Neil McDonough dies next to Guy Pierce. Got it. Um, and so uh, Guy Pierce hangs out in the forest for, I want to say, a couple days. They keep showing um, the moon. Yeah. So, so, yeah, he hangs out for a couple days and then uh, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm out. So he starts eating Neil McDonough. Um, and then he walks back to the, the fort. Even though bone was sticking out of his leg. Yeah. Yeah. It's your first sign that it's true. The legends are true. I don't know if you've heard the legends, but they're true. Did you hear the legends? <laughs> anyway, there's already like, there's so much story. And you're like, this is like half. Way. Yeah, and dude, then it there's just... so much. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna so fast forward. Um, well, I want to know though, how many days do you think it would? They show the moon, right? So there's passage of time three, three, let's say three days. Let's say three days. Do you think you'd resort to cannibalism within three days? Um, <laughs> all right, because I wanted to ask, and I feel like this this jumps into the to the bigger question. Would you be a cannibal if it promised superpowers? Yes. Are you kidding? Of course. I'd would, I would have to cook it. These guys are going like just raw dog, like biting into people. Right. I'm not into that. I'm, I'm a weird texture person. You okay. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I might need to make like a patty. Right. Grind it up a little bit. But yes, I would. I would. Well, Donald Trump probably wouldn't taste very good. But I mean, I'd like eat bad people. I mm. I don't know that I would be able to kill the person that I was going to eat, but if somebody did that for part superpowers for me, to get rid of your tuberculosis that ails you, Lex, right. man, I what if I've become attached to my tuberculosis? I've framed my entire identity around it. This is definitely insensitive. Um, <laughs> so I uh, I don't know. I don't know. That part might be more challenging. But if you actually provided me with human meat, like they they released a Hannibal cookbook. And shit. So, like, I could present that all really nicely in a way that would probably be super palatable. That for superpowers, maybe, yeah. I don't know that I would be down with the murder part. Okay, I have a problem. I just thought of something. Yeah. So, I also find Mads Mickelson extremely attractive. Do I just have a thing for cannibals? Maybe. And what? What about it? Would be the thing. What would the thing about cannibals be? But the, the superpowers. But I, I just think Guy Pierce and Mads Mikkelsen are not equally. I like gaunt. I like dudes that look like they might die at any. Minute. <laughs> okay. You know. Yeah. I'm into that. I'm into it. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> if you're a cannibal, I'm no. I'm gonna make this work. If you're a cannibal, um, you know, sometimes your meals aren't always like immediate, you know, and you gotta work for it. You always so so you're gonna be a little like lean and gaunt. So yeah, that's yeah, true. that's 
What? You got to work <laughs> I mean, for it. Uh, cannibal in like the modern age, like a Hannibal situation. I mean, we got we got freezers. You can mm-hmm. just grind up some meat, freeze it for like you. You can live off a human for a while, especially if you don't eat a lot. That's true. true. Um, I mean, I feel like yes, I making sound it very scary. I sound like <laughs> a very scary person. No, that's what we're. This is what we're. This is what we chose to talk about today. So we're going all in. You gotta commit. You know, you le- you left your morals at the door, bruh. Morals are for cowards. It's always better to sound sure. um but yeah i feel like kind of what you're getting at the hard part is like figuring out the process like where does your human meat come from um is it ethically sourced right like is it from a morgue do you have to like yours was kind of more of like a dexter kind of thing where you were like yo i'm gonna get some bad people no 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 judge no jury just like fuck them up and then eat them Get my superpowers, use those powers to get more bad guys. So the problem with my trajectory of cannibalism is my first, the first body is going to be the hard one because I won't have my superpowers yet to right. be like, because you, you're also like super strong and like can fall through ceilings and yell. I love, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll get to that. The <laughs> ending scene with, when Robert Carlyle falls through the ceiling is like, ha! That whole so, sequence was insane. Yes. Let's take specific time to talk about that. They're like hitting each other with logs like over the head. Dude, and he oh like paints, he, he puts a blood cross on his forehead and then like spins around a fire just for fuck. Like not, no one's there to see him do this. He's like, ha ha, hunting time, cha-cha. <laughs> so silly. But it's so, like that whole ending sequence was bananas, but it, it felt like it just belonged in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back um, to our our lives in cannibalism. Yeah. So the first one would be hard. I feel like if you if you decided that you were going to go forth with this plan, then you like start with a corpse and then you move to like live prey. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, I'm good. I'm down. Right. I'm my down con- my concern would then be things like, well, what did this person die of? I'm going to a corpse and like what what does that do to the quality of the meat and maybe I don't get as much power from this corpse meat as I would from fresh human meat. Hmm. So that I mean that brings up a, a interesting question in that uh, is it is the healing factor like a Deadpool kind of healing factor or is it more of a Wolverine healing factor in that you can heal from anything or is it that like you have to make sure that your healing to 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 dying ratio is specific you know i don't well according to ravenous it seems like if you just have like a a bite of meat you're good to go cuz there's the there's a scene where where robert carlyle stabs guy pierce and he's like you're going to die if you don't eat meat again and so he's like okay and then he like just has a bite of stew and he's like well healed That's up that's true well, like, well, I guess there's a little time lapse. I'm not sure now. I mean, I think it's only like a few hours, though. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I guess it's it's pretty. So it doesn't matter if it's diseased meat because, like, you already have your healing factor. Ooh, I bet Knox was good because he's drinking booze all the time. So he's like super Ooh, tender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's there's, like a, they eat an alcoholic. Yeah. So, so it's it's like when you uh, do like a a wine saute or something. Or yeah. Like a wine sauce. Okay. Um, so any Lex other concerns? So I'm just trying to piece things together, right? Because, okay, so, so you've got your healing factor from eating any meat, right? But I'm still wondering, right? Like if say somebody died of some kind of disease and that's the first body you eat, 
I feel like it would be a race between the healing power taking effect and the disease killing you. Well, I mean, yes, but I feel like you might as well, like if you're, if you're actively planning, it's not like you were just stuck in a spot and you're like, I guess I got to eat this corpse. Like you can pick who you're going to, who you're going to eat for the first corpse. Like it's not a circumstantial thing because you're already making this plan. Sure. But then, okay, then this still raises a whole bunch of other questions. Like, obviously, you're going to eat the body. Yes. But eventually, somebody's going to come looking for that person. So, like, for example, what do you do with the bones? How do you make sure that you don't end up becoming a suspect if it's somebody you know, right? Like, how are you going to how are you gonna maneuver that body in such a way where you could sneak it back to your little cannibal cave and chop it up and eat it? I have questions about the logistics, sir. I have questions as well. My main <laughs> question is, does it have to be... Like a whole human. I'm wondering like how much human you really have. So like if let's say that my buddy was collecting his scabs, could I just eat his pile of scabs and get the same power? I'm going to fucking throw up right now. (laughs) Yeah, like that's not, I don't think that would do it, right? Like that's not meat, you know, like that's just. It feels like it's got to be flesh because if we're we're talking about like the blood dripping down his throat and it kind of, it kind of did a little something, something, but it's like, it's not until Guy Pierce actually like eats half of a dude right that he like can just get up and walk with a bone sticking out of his leg that's true so wait is it that does the bone actually go back into the leg at any point or is it just that he doesn't feel the pain from it anymore um well he forces the the bone back in okay um but he's uh, like he's able to walk miles and miles on it um after consuming neil mcdonough flesh Okay, so it's not really a Wolverine thing then, right? Because, like, Wolverine, I feel like if he could get himself going, eventually that bone would just... Well, he's got... Actually, that doesn't work. He's got an adamantium skeleton. Right. Uh, all right, I walked this all back. That was useless. We shouldn't have gone this way. There was a fork in the road, and we should have gone the other way. But let's just try and cut through the cut through the trees. You got you got your big sword? I do. Cut through. Kacha. Wow, look at him go. <laughs> <laughs> look at him go. Kacha. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean... But then I guess technically your first your first taste could be just blood then. Uh you could maybe you could go to a blood bank maybe, drink a pint, have a pint at the blood bank guys. Uh and then get what? Get your face <laughs> together. Um and then then you can start your like your spree and then like take a few pints just for like in between cuz I imagine Human hunting is like hard. Or take a leg. Like, what if you went to a morgue and just took a leg? You could probably bribe a mortician for that. Yeah. yeah. You could be like, hey, like, I'll give you a little taste of the leg. And you can also have superpowers. You just let me yeah. take the leg. Mm. But that could backfire on you because then maybe the morgue attendant keeps all of the flesh for himself. And then you have to kill and eat the morgue attendant. But then my next question would be, what is the source? Do they do they explore what the source of the powers are? Like why uh, eating the meat of other people imbues them with additional strength? Is it like they assimilate the, the power, the, the being, the energy of the other person? And then my next question would be, if you eat somebody who's been eating people for like a year, do you assimilate all of the power exponentially? Um, I mean, those things aren't really explored i mean definitely i feel like the power comes from just yeah general life force right so yeah they make it seem as like it's a spiritual thing and that like it's an old uh native american folk tale and so the the assumption is that like you were essentially 
taking their spirit. But the implication, uh, or I guess it's overtly said, at one point, Robert Carlyle, Carlyle is like, hey, I know what it's like to feel that rush and then feel it slip away. So, like, the effects seem to be, like, on a bell curve and that, like, you rise and you fall. So, like, you couldn't, even if someone had been eating people for over a year, um, you wouldn't be consuming those people's, um, like, essence because that would already be pooped out. It's kind of like a, like vampirism. You know, it's like you drink some blood, you feel great for a while, and right. then you need another fix. But I also think with what it seems like with this as well is that the more you do it, the more you want it, and the crazier you get, right? Yes. Because you'll do anything. Because like, it also feels like, t- in order to to make it a part of your life, you have to essentially a, like cross a moral line, and it's a line that you can't go back from. Like, even if you wanted to, like, once you've crossed, um, like that threshold, your your whole body succumbs to it. So like, the beginning where uh, we have Boyd, Guy Pierce's character, and he's super sad and just kind of hanging out in, in assorted corners being sad. Um, it Like on a second watch or like in retrospect, you could imagine that that whole time is him wrestling with his desire to like eat human flesh. And so he's trying to keep it to himself so that he doesn't go forward with it. That makes sense too because he gets very curious about the, the, the lore when he learns about it. Yeah. Later on. Yeah. I never thought of I, I did. Told, I totally like missed that whole part. That the blood is a thing for him in the beginning. Wow, it's it's, it's cool. It's good storytelling. Yeah. Good good job, should original we, writer. Should we explain more of the movie to you? Please no. do. Um, no, <laughs> I am I, so intrigued by the. I'm seeing elements of it in my head, yeah. but because you're not, you're telling me about what's happening. You're not necessarily painting specific pictures, except of Neil McDonough standing in water screaming. That was yes. very great. That definitely gave me an image. Um, what I'm picturing, every element seems so completely disjointed from every other element. Yeah. It feels what I'm picturing in my head as you're walking me through this is a bunch of different characters from totally different movies thrown into different scenes, parts of which are themselves ripped from different movies. Right. It's quite a thing. Would it help if we started referring to them as their other characters? So Waylon's hanging out with Rumpelstiltskin, and uh, they're like, yo, eat human flesh, son. And Waylon's like, I'm going to build a robot. And then uh, he makes... Who is Waylon? I don't know any of this. Waylon is is Guy Guy Pierce in uh, Alien... Uh, engineers oh, or Wayland. whatever. That's right. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. When he's in the old man makeup, I'm with yes. you now. Um, gosh, guys, keep up. I keep I was up. I was hearing Waylon like Waylon Jennings. I don't know who that is. Not Guy Pierce. Okay, you want me to paint you a picture? <laughs> Here's a picture. So we get to our final showdown where we have Guy Pierce ready to take out uh, Robert Carlyle because Ives Robert Carlyle is like, yo, we're going to take over this fort. People are going to be coming west to get that sweet, sweet gold. Maybe some of them will disappear. Mm. Maybe maybe we could live like kings for the rest of our eternity, baby. Join my sweet, sweet vampire coven. And then... Uh, Can't it be a cannibal coven? Yes, my cannibal coven. Thank you for that. Uh, and so, but like, you know, 
Jeffrey Jones doesn't want it. He's like, yo, I'm we, living a bad life. I was forced to be a cannibal. We but, didn't talk about any of that. No. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll do the rundown real quick. Okay, Hang do it. on. <laughs> so let me, let me see if I'm tracking any part of this. So, okay. So. Going back, Robert Carlyle shows up, right? He's actually he's actually the villain of the piece, right? Is what it sounds like. Yes. But when he shows up initially, he shows up pretending to be, if not a friend, certainly more innocent than he is under an identity that isn't his true identity. And then it seems to inducts our main character into the ways of cannibalism, right? He's sort of like his cannibalism Sherpa as such. So, right? Am I tracking this more or less so far? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I can map that onto the the... Ra's al Ghul, Bruce Wayne relationship. Sure. And now I feel safe. And now I feel like I understand what's happening. And I am comfortable and I do not feel threatened. Okay. <laughs> How nice. No, but I'm okay. I just wanted to make sure that I was tracking that because I feel like most of what we've worked through thus far can be boiled down to that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now let's move forward. Well, I'm going to move back for a sec, just okay. so we can know where Jeffrey Jones comes yes, in. Yes, so give me give me that. Robert Carlyle stabs him during the whole scene where he's kind of putting them into a trap. Okay. And then you find out he just, Robert Carlyle feeds him some human to keep him alive and then makes him his little cannibal buddy, I yeah. guess. So yeah. And then so then Jeffrey Jones just kind of pops up in the end and is like, hey, I'm a cannibal too. I'm lonely. Hey, everyone. Here I am. <laughs> Do you remember me? But yeah. then, and then he's super conflicted about having to kill people for the rest of his life so then guy pierce takes him out so he's not as into the superpowers no no i mean he is kind of forced it's like when uh a vampire turns you when you when you don't really want them to and so you're kind of just like i guess i'm a vampire and no one's gonna stab me because everyone's allergic to the same things uh it's like that, that does that happen to your voice yeah, that's what happens when you. That's a primary vampire voice. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go drink some blood now. Hey guys, um, oh man, I miss garlic. I, my favorite place was the stinking rose, but I can't go there anymore. This dude's anguish manifests in bizarre ways. <laughs> that's that's what it's like being a vampire. I didn't know Eeyore was a vampire. <laughs> It was really nice. He <laughs> but he, but he wants to be a vampire, and that's why he's so sad all the time. Yeah, he had the superpowers, and now they're gone. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> it's like he keeps, trying, he keeps trying to eat Christopher Robin, but Christopher Robin never stays long enough. <laughs> and he can't eat Winnie the Pooh and shit because he's not a person. Right. That's uh, got to be a person. That was actually I don't very want big blood. Right. That was very disrespectful <laughs> to Winnie the Pooh. But uh, yeah, that's what that movie was about. Which one now? Uh, Christopher, Christopher Robin. Robin. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> so that's what happened with Jeffrey Jones. <laughs> um, he, he got sired into being a cannibal and was like, look, I don't want to do this anymore. Kill me, man. Put me out of my misery. And Guy Pierce was like, I'm gonna. And I'm going to kill that dude, too. And it's going to be real cool and whimsical. And then Jeffrey Jones is like whimsical, and he's like, "Fuck you! You're already dead. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to go do it." Um, <laughs> more or less, yeah. Yeah, more or less. Um, and so we have like a like. It reminded me of a fight from like 
Punisher, where they're like, it's long and no one gets knocked out quickly. It just drags on and they they use anything that's around them to beat the shit out of each other. I love it. It I love it. They're like, they're literally just using giant logs and just hitting each other in the head. And it's incredible. And the death scene's great. So at one point, Robert Carlyle stabs Guy Pierce in the back. And I love how he's just walking around. It's just funny. He's just, he's like, just kind of like, I guess it was whimsical. You're right. He's (laughs) like whimsically just kind of like stumbles into a barn and he's sitting down. Looks like he's like very injured. Robert Carlyle's like, gotcha, bitch. But... (laughs) No, <laughs> he literally, so somehow, so he, he, he traps both of them in a giant bear trap. Yeah. So they're both stuck on both ends and they're like, they're like snuggling. They're like spooning in the position that they end up in. And then Robert Kyle says like, that was sneaky. That's a line in the movie. Yeah. Okay. And it's wonderful. And then they both, and then, and then Robert Kyle's, Robert Carlyle's like, if you die, I'm going to eat you. But the question is if you're going to eat me when you die. Because then one of them would live. Right. Wait. <laughs> Where'd you get lost? That was perfectly clear. Not a yeah. The, totally. The, the whole last bit. Okay. So wait. What? What am I? Okay. Do they? Is there <laughs> some reason? Is there some reason they both need to die, or is it that yes. not? Okay. Yeah. The way I'm the not trap, clear on the way that. the trap was set, it just it had to be like he had to set off the trap where they're like his like. Guy Pierce is kind of on top of him a little yeah. bit. They're like so struggling, the, and that yeah. was the way to get them both in a right. bear trap. So they, they wrestle onto the bear trap, and then oh, Guy it. Pierce puts his head down on the like lever, and it smashes down on both of them, essentially like you know clamping them not in half, but like they're they're pinned. And so um, so the the choice that Guy Pierce has to face is either. He um, eats Robert Carlyle and, and heals from the the pain, or they both die, or he dies first. So his whole thing was like, I gotta, I gotta live longer than Robert Carlyle, and I then I have to die because I, why would he want to live with his cannibalistic Got it. ways? I I was not clear on whether by that point Guy Pierce was down with being a super powered cannibal. Oh right, we didn't go over that. No, he's never been down. No. Okay, yeah, he's never been into it. He's just been like. So yeah, there's a whole there's a whole point where, like I said, like Robert Carlo was really trying to get him to be into eating people, and so he basically yeah I said this already but he stabs him and he's like you can just die if you want he's like literally spitting up blood and he's like fine I'll eat. So putting it put it in terms that you can understand. Yes, couch it and things that make me feel safe. It's like uh, Ra's al Ghul being like you Bruce Wayne you have to kill. And Bruce Wayne's like, no, I don't kill. And then him being like, what? <laughs> He's fucking like, I won't kill you, but I will eat you after you die. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Russell Goose like, wait, what? <laughs> Train crashes. <laughs> Sorry, wrong movie. Yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, you know the police show up and to investigate the train crash and shit. Stuff's on fire. There's sparks everywhere, and they look. They're like, "What is that?" And you just see like this cape moving around, and you hear like and shit. Batman turns. He's got fucking blood all over his like the exposed mouth and chin area. Well, he's the only one without actual superpowers, so maybe he needs to get on that cannibalism. That was his thinking. Yeah, and technically, it doesn't violate his moral code. Yeah, maybe Batman's been a cannibal this whole time. That's how he's super strong. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the movie. Yep. 
That's the movie. So wait, so so they both die then? Yes. Okay. Spoiler alert. So so <laughs> is that just how it ends? Like, is it just like, okay, they die, that's the last scene of the movie? Or do they die and at the end somebody comes in and, and turns and is like, this? Oh. look at how bad this is. They they are sure dead. There is there is a moment. There, they got a big pot of human stew going. Yeah. It's Knox, the, the alcoholic they kill, who's also a doctor. Is he a doctor? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, I don't know. Who's coming? Who are those people? Okay. I, I, saw, I saw paying attention to, like, other people. So I'm like, oh, these, these three guys? Just trying to eat people? That's all I care about right now. Right. I'm it's super the, into this. It's the only important... Like, in my mind, I was like, yo, this would be a dope sequel if this, like, cannibal coven, and they're just hanging out being like, yeah, 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 come on, come, come, come hang out, and then when they eat them. But, uh, yes, the it was it was um, the colonel who didn't like Boyd, um, and it was... Um, That's Guy Pierce. George's sister. Yes. So that, George, that I actually... Managed to track. Okay. <laughs> um, George was a Native American who was hanging out at the fort, I think, before they had even started serve, serving there. So they were saying that, like, George and his uh, sister Martha uh, came with the fort and they had been tending to it and they will never leave. George is murdered at the cave and then Martha comes in, sees their body, and is like, huh closes the door and then leaves the fort forever yep that's about right yeah but then there's yeah the, the there's people on their way it's, i guess it's a general he eats some human stew and is like into it so you know there's at least one more cannibal left so but he doesn't even know he has no idea so he's just gonna like wake up one day and be like you know what sounds good right but so the cycle will begin anew then right and this cannibal can ostensibly create other cannibals yeah, I mean, any you don't cannibals don't need to create cannibals. I mean, they well, they don't need to, but you would think, right? If you're super into eating human meat, you'd be like, "Hey, join my meat coven. Yeah, maybe. be my be my meat brethren." Though I feel like it's just more competition. I feel like oh, does it? Be, I, do you think it becomes like a Highlander thing at a certain point? Yeah, well, it's, I guess more like a like an apex predator kind of thing. Okay. Well, because right. there can only be one apex predator in an area, right? And so, at a certain point, you're like, "Look, you're you're killing people in my area, and I'm running out of people to eat. So, like, I need you to go, right? Yeah, <laughs> you gotta go. Yeah, your t- your time's up. Um, go to go to Baltimore. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. That was the first place that came to mind. <laughs> Are you from Baltimore? No. Okay. No, no. <laughs> you re- the way you reacted, you were like, It was just oh. a strange choice. I just didn't, why are you sending cannibals to Baltimore? That's my question. Because <laughs> it's far away from California was okay. my thought. Um, fine. Go go to... <laughs> Let's not. Stop sending cannibals away. Yeah, you've already offended the entire city of Baltimore. Stop, stop while you're in. I'm ahead. sorry, Baltimore. I didn't mean to send a cannibal to you guys. But yeah, it does seem like Robert Carlyle is totally chill being the only cannibal. Yeah. Really. He's just kind of annoyed. It just, he just seems like annoyed with everyone around. Like, it's too weird. He's got a weird vibe. Yeah. I feel like the only reason why he was trying to bring them in is so that, like, there's plausible deniability if they're ever caught. Like, they can, they can work as a team in order to just cannibalize longer. Right. So, like, um, hunting together. Right. Like, hunting in a pack. Ooh. Why did predators. Jeffrey Jones kill the horses? 
Do you remember that? There's just a scene where there's a bunch of dead horses. And, yeah. and, and, and yeah. I don't know. Like, for a second, I guess if I were to try to rationalize it, it'd be that maybe Jeffrey Jones thought that maybe he could satiate the hunger with the horses. Oh, maybe so no one could leave? Ooh, yes. That's those were makes my more first sense. two guesses. That's it. Yeah. That's Having it not seen the picture, those those would have been my first two guesses. So what if you could... <laughs> yes. Wacky. Ask it. So if you start eating flesh of any animal, like once you're a cannibal and you eat flesh of any animals, then you like act like that animal assimilate their bit. power yeah. and shit yeah so just like it's jeffrey jones just like on like actually like a horse like uh, like if you eat uh pheasant or some shit suddenly you can glide on top of water by kicking your feet just under the surface <laughs> that's fantastic yeah but you'd have to still eat a human first to like become a cannibal but that's just like a fun little right side, right side quest right like you have to <laughs> unlock the ability with human meat but once yeah. you unlock the ability like you could if eat a, a spider and some shit you get like spider-man powers you eat like a, a a vulture. You just circle over dead things. You circle over people and then swoop down and eat their meat as they die. <laughs> and then so you never want to eat like cow or chicken or turkey again because you just become so stupid. Right. <laughs> like, just like ah, just running around in circles. You like drown yourself as a turkey, like just looking up at the rain. <laughs> uh, they do that. I love that. Yeah. It's sad. Turkeys are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> They're best served eaten. It's, it's just the only way they serve a purpose. Uh, um, guys, what would be your favorite? What would be your animal of choice? But it's like, okay, so would you, you really think you'd actually fly if <laughs> you ate a bird? I hope so, man. Like, why am I, I going know. out and, and eating wild birds if I'm not going to gain the power of flight? I feel like you're more likely to just throw up your food to babies <laughs> you're gonna like see a child and be like or just like the spirit of the animal like yeah like maybe like mental capacity or like you know heightened senses you know not legitimately like turning into a, a what about right what about if around. i eat if i eat shark i can breathe underwater and still eat people meat yeah all right that's great i think and i work. can eat other fish so i can breathe underwater longer but then you'd become a fish and you'd be like completely stupid oh but is it but okay is it like an animorph situation where like if you're in the animal form for too long you get stuck Mm, maybe i mean i think that like we'd have to establish rules that like each animal lasts a certain amount of time and it can't be overwritten by another animal so like once that animal runs out then like you're back to normal and then you can consume again because like otherwise like yeah, let's say that you were a shark and then you ate a, a like a krill like popped into your mouth accidentally and then you're like oh shit I'm a krill. <laughs> <laughs> you're just floating in the water for like three hours. Like, shit. Oh, like wouldn't it wouldn't it be terrible to discover that once you've unlocked this ability to take on the qualities of what you consume. If you're something underwater, say you're a shark and you swim past where a boat dumps garbage and you swallow a plastic bottle or some shit, and then you turn into a plastic bottle which cannot eat 
and you sink slowly to the bottom of the ocean, and that is how your but story But you're not ends. a shark. You're still a person. You don't have, like, a big shark mouth. Yeah, you don't have no, a mouth. No, no, no. In my head, we're fully shape-shifting into a fucking fleshy-looking shark. Garbage doesn't have a spirit. You can't take the spirit of garbage unless it's, like, it's a person. If there's, a, if there's a name for this episode, it should be Garbage Doesn't Have a Spirit. <laughs> run for office on that platform <laughs> people would be so confused but they're like he seems so sure uh, all right guys but I, oh God, I just can't believe you're thinking of like a humanoid <laughs> yes. shark like a straight up tusk situation humanoid yes oh, and i maybe still have like little hands coming off the side and shit like i'm it's like i'm part way through the transformation because i didn't eat the whole shark but I'm just far enough along that, yeah, gills and breathing underwater. I got a big fin and whatnot, sharp teeth. <laughs> just one fin, though. <laughs> yeah, it's like one fin yeah, and one like arm. An arm like... So here's where my brain went. I was thinking if I ate like a, a jaguar, Ooh. I would just be able to have very fast legs for a human. I'd be a human form, but could run really fast for okay. a while. That's yeah. where I would think. I feel like if you ate a jaguar, you would start moving around like James McAvoy in Split. Or in the glass trailer mm. where he's running like a cat. Yeah. yeah. The, or like so Liev Schreiber in. I mean, either of those are acceptable, though. They are. Like, running on all fours is dope. Um, I feel like I would be more. I would. I feel like I would be really utilitarian. So I'd like have a utility belt of different animal uh, things. So I'd be like, all right, I need to see far. And I'd take a bite of a hawk's head. And I, or and then I'd be like, oh man, I need to see other, uh, I need to see infrared. And then I'd take a bite of a, a snake's head, you know, not together, but like, ooh, yeah. What if you did them together? Ooh, far infrared. That'd be crazy. I guess how would that work if you like, let's say you made a multiple animal stew. Like, would you get all of those animals at once, or is it the last one or the first one that like hits your body? Probably, I would. It probably feel like you're on drugs. You probably like just have all these like wacky things going on in your head, and you're like, whatever one you had the most of would probably be the most prevalent. Yeah. But you just be like, I don't know. I'm kind of kind of bored because of that cow I ate, and then like, oh man, also feeling a little hockey too. But yeah. <laughs> you're like you're making noises nobody's ever heard before. <laughs> <laughs> like they wouldn't even know how to describe it to another person. <laughs> Like they record it and they take it to the scientific community and this panel of scientists listens to it and just start weeping quietly. <laughs> my ne- then my final mission as a cannibal would be to eat a gray, an oh. alien. Maybe you'd, maybe you'd see through the fourth and fifth dimension. Maybe, maybe, maybe you'd learn how to fly a ship. Ooh, maybe you'd know math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Math, yeah. Okay. That's the only way to. So the only way to learn math is to <laughs> become a cannibal, and then so you have to eat a human, then eat some other animals, and then eat an alien. That's the only way yeah. to learn math. Right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Is that how you guys learned at math? That's wait. What so I... you're a cannibal. You're just admitting yeah. to it right now. Oh damn! You got me. Well, I guess guess I'm gonna be the only one on this show tonight. <laughs> what? <laughs> But the show's already like almost done and we're still so the show next show. So you right. say, oh, oh yeah. I guess I'm gonna be hosting the oh, next show. Yeah, sorry, like there. the the full show. Like, oh, like got the it. show okay. as a concept. 
Oh. Like the episode. Now you guys have to hit each other with logs. <laughs> <laughs> Not <All> even... right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so also, <laughs> there's this part where Guy Pierce is looking for Robert Carlyle. This is at the end, like before the fight happens, and he doesn't know where he is at all. And he just comes through the ceiling and is like, ha! Ah. And that's how the fight begins. And he has the red, we talked about it, he has the red cross on his, on his head. You don't know why he has it there. And he just, Wait, like one more time? <sighs> okay, so what animal did he eat while he was outside that he is now emulating? Uh, I would say uh, a toad of some sort. That's how he jumped through the ceiling is he had a toad, got them leg powers, jumped up, and then he was like, <sighs> Yeah. Wouldn't you, if you were Robert Carlyle and you're like up on the roof or something and you're like, what animal can I fucking eat that's really going to fuck up Guy Pierce's day? And you're looking around, there's nothing in sight. And then for some reason, there's this hapless toad who happens to be on the roof somehow. And you're like, toad, fuck it. You eat the toad. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. If you buy the DVD, this is all it's deleted scenes. It's all there. This yeah. is the plot line they very famously cut is the plot line where Guy Pierce becomes a man shark. <laughs> Um, all right, guys, we we gotta go. We gotta, we gotta wrap this up. Really, we need to stop. Um, any last thoughts before we we sign off? I definitely think the movie is worth a watch. It is batshit crazy. It's a good one. I recommend it. You should watch it, Lex. Uh, the thing is, right? Like, like so. Uh, the the uh, French Canadian ravenous is pretty cool. I would recommend that. But I am actually very pleased that this went the way that it did because I now have some very powerful images from this film burned into my brain and when I go and I watch it it will now have to compare to what you guys have created for me today yep it'll it'll live up to every single moment uh specifically Neil McDonough screaming in a river um <laughs> I I also recommend it. Um it was very fun. It like really keeps you on your toes. Yeah. Like I think that even even if you had like not seen it, you sat through this whole thing. I I think that like there's literally no way to like actually spoil it. Like you'll know things that happen, but like you got to just sit and and experience this thing as a whole cuz it's it's bonkers. It's so good. I think it's good. It's it's so generally engaging the whole time. Like I'm really bad at getting distracted during movies, especially if I'm just watching it in my bedroom, like getting on my phone. Like I was I like both times I've watched it, I'm just I'm amazed at what's happening on the screen that I'm just like, is this really going on right now? Is this music really like oh also it's full of like weird folk music. Yeah. It's upbeat. It's it's good. A plus, actually. <laughs> okay. Yes, five stars. This sounds five like stars. a tonal masterwork yes. as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I am going to watch this movie. I may, in fact, go home and watch it after we finish this recording. Y'all both going to hear from me. Awesome. Good. You're just going to get a lot. You may, you may, in fact, put your shit on silent because you may get just running message commentary from me. <laughs> Good. All right. You I'm don't have my number, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll find you. <laughs> He's not a shark. Guys, thank you for listening. Um, we we ho- we hope you had a good time. Um, let us know what kind of animal you would like the powers of. 
Um, and let us know if you had to do cannibalism for superpowers. Like, what would be your method? Would you be a Dexter type, like a priest? Would you uh, be a morgue hopper like Lex? Um, would you form a coven like myself? Let us know, guys. Um, you can do so at Missing Outcast. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Caprice, where can people find you? Strongman Films, all over the place. Lex? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at the Lex Michael. Awesome. You can find me at Tari J, T A U R I J A Y. Uh, if you have a chance, hit us up on the Missing Out hotline, uh, 978-M-I-S-S-O-U-T. Um, and you can also, uh, if you are feeling generous, you can go on any podcast, podcast platform that you listen to and leave us a rating or review. We read them sweet, sweet five stars. Uh, we really appreciate your patronage. I am sure that's the word we're looking for. Um... But we appreciate you guys listening and staying with us week after week. Um, So if you want to show some love, we would be glad to take it. Uh, Until we talk to you next time, this has been the retrospective that's introspective. And now you have a new perspective. That's adorable. It's so cute. That's not. Please stop. (laughs) This is what people are actually tuning in for. I regret everything now. Never coming back. Demand it. (laughs) It's ASMR, right? I'm I'm rubbing my mustache against the mic. You can hear it in both of your ears. Can I I leave? Can I just get up and leave now? (laughs) No, no. It's it's captive ASMR. For another hour. (laughs) Oh, okay. Bye. Bye. Did you know a turkey puppet once ran for the presidency of Ireland? Did you know that meat once rained from the skies of Kentucky? Did you know that there was an emperor of the United States for a while? Then listen to the Wikiship Down podcast. We live in an age when the sum total of humanity's knowledge can be found in your pocket on a smartphone at any given time. But when that knowledge is peer editable, like it is on Wikipedia, what does that say about mankind? So follow us down the digital rabbit hole as we drink, joke, and curse our way through the random button on Wikipedia and see where our journey through humanity's knowledge takes us. While you're at it, follow us on all social media at Wikiship Down. I'm Ruthann. I'm Ryan. And be sure to find us every Wednesday on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts.